Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes himself in Surah Ghafir as the one who accepts repentance. Waqabil And the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam told us that he is the prophet of repentance. وَأَنَا نَبِيُّ الرَّحْمَةِ وَنَبِيُّ التَّوْبَةِ Against this backdrop, I wish to explore with you the concept of tawbah, the concept of repentance in the Qur'an. I hope that this khutbah, in a small way, will take us closer to understanding the Qur'anic vision of repentance. We are fallible, we are weak. The Quran tells us in Surah An-Nisa, وَخُلِقَ الْإِنسَانُ ضَعِيفًا And mankind was created weak. So how can we reconcile between our high moral hopes and our deepest moral failings? The short answer is repentance, tawbah. It is with repentance that we can narrow this void. In relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in relation to God, tawbah, repentance in the Quran signifies forgiveness, uh, pardoning, guidance, as well as showing mercy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is described in the Quran with the intensive form tawwab innahu huwa tawwabur rahim innaka anta tawwabur rahim wa ana tawwabur rahim he is you are i am the tawwab the most forgiving and the three of them are in surah al-baqarah when applied to the human being, the basic meanings of tawbah are returning to God, repenting, and seeking forgiveness. For example, in Surah Al-A'raf, we read, وَالَّذِينَ عَمِلُوا السَّيِّئَاتِ ثُمَّ تَابُوا مِنْ بَعْدِهَا وَآمَنُوا And those who committed the evil deeds and then repented and believed. In Surah At-Tawbah, we are given a list of the characteristics of an ideal Muslim, and repentance comes at the top of the list. At-Ta'ibun, Al-Abidun, Al-Hamidun, Al-Sa'ihun, Al-Raki'un, Al-Sajidun, Al-Amiruna Bil-Ma'roof, Wal-Nahuna Anil-Munkar, Wal-Hafidhuna Li-Hududillah. Repentance comes at the beginning. And this perhaps shows us the centrality of tawbah, of repentance in the life of a Muslim. Repentance can be understood as an attempt to return to the covenant, to the mithaq, to the fitra, the pre-eternal state which we read in Surah Al-A'raf. وَإِذْ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَنِي آدَمَ مِنْ ظُهُورِهِمْ ذُرِّيَّتَهُمْ وَأَشْهَدَهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ أَلَسْتُ بِرَبِّكُمْ قَالُوا بَلَىٰ 
shahidna and when your lord took from the children of adam from their loins their seed and he made them testify am i not your lord alastu bi rabbikum they said yes we testify essentially tauba repentance is a return to the beginning in the quranic perspective tauba seems to be an entire process of conversion it marks the beginning of the spiritual journey and it symbolizes rebirth and ihya as the sages have said وَمَنْزِلُ التَّوْبَةِ أَوَّلُ الْمَنَازِلِ وَأَوْسَطُهَا وَآخِرُهَا And the station of repentance is the first of the stations, the middle and the last. This revolutionary process requires the fulfillment of a number of conditions. One of the components of Tawbah is the feeling of remorse and regret for having committed the sin, the nadam. This key condition is not found explicitly in the Quran. It is taken from prophetic traditions. For example, the Prophet said, وَالنَّدَمُ تَوْبَةِ And remorse is repentance. We can also benefit this concept indirectly from Surat Al-Ma'idah, from the story of the sons of Adam. فَأَصْبَحَ مِنَ النَّادِمِينَ And he, apparently Cain, and he became one of the remorseful. Moreover, remorse should be sincere to the extent that one feels the pain in his or her heart, as we learn from the image in Surah At-Tawbah, إِلَّا أَن تَقَطَّعَ قُلُوبُهُمْ Secondly, repentance requires acknowledging the sin, either to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or to the victim, as we learn from the brothers of Yusuf alayhi salam. قالوا يا أبانا استغفر لنا ذنوبنا إنا كنا خاطئين They said our father ask forgiveness of our crimes for us Certainly we have been خاطئين We have been sinful Third and importantly Repentance demands rectification Making amends and repairing the injuries. Therefore, we find this correlation between the root salaha and the concept of tawbah in the Quran. For example, إِلَّا الَّذِينَ تَابُوا وَأَصْلَحُوا إِلَّا الَّذِينَ تَابُوا مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ وَأَصْلَحُوا ثُمَّ تَابُوا مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ وَأَصْلَحُوا So there is repentance, tabu, and there is rectification or making amends. وَأَصْلَحُوا This involves working actively to heal the personal relationships that have been breached. Fourth, repentance involves abandoning the inner thoughts of sin. وَذَرُوا ظَاهِرَ الْإِثْمِ وَبَاطِنَهِ 
which might be an indication to the inner thoughts of sin. Brothers and sisters, one of the features of the Quranic discourse on repentance is that it is not restricted to the sinful. It covers the whole spectrum from the average believer to the prophet. Ibrahim and Ismail السلام, seek repentance as they raise the foundations of the house. Then they say Musa repents after falling down in a swoon when he asked Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to reveal himself to him. فَلَمَّا أَفَاقَ قَالَ سُبْحَانَكَ تُبْتُ إِلَيْكَ The same also applies to the Prophet Shu'ayb. عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ وَإِلَيْهِ أُنِيبُ Dawood too, David, is described as إِنَّهُ أَوَّابُ He is a penitent. And Sulaiman alayhi salam is said to have repented وَلَقَدْ فَتَنَّا سُلَيْمَانْ وَأَلْقَيْنَا عَلَى كُرْسِيِّهِ جَسَدًا ثُمَّ أَنَاب Did the Quran really have to document these episodes which include minor shortcomings but also prophetic repentance? They happened, yes, but why should the Quran tell us that they happened? Why not pass over them in silence? The reason for this, I believe, Wallahu A'lam, is that the Quran wants to teach us something fundamental, that no one is perfect, even the finest. That is what it is to be human. The message is clear, to learn from our mistakes and refuse to give up hope. Brothers and sisters, what sparks repentance? What sparks tawbah? What stimulates one to repent? We can think about a number of things. Repentance can be evoked by an external invitation in the form of a verse from the Quran, as was the case uh, of the Christian priests and monks mentioned in Surah um, Al-Ma'idah. وَإِذَا سَمِعُوا مَا أُنزِلَ إِلَى الرَّسُولِ تَرَى أَعْيُنَهُمْ تَفِيضُ مِنَ الدَّمْعِ مِمَّا عَرَفُوا مِنَ الْحَقِّ And when they hear what was sent down to the Prophet وسلم, you see their eyes overflowing with tears because of the truth they recognized. In other cases, repentance can come from within. That is, a person's conscience can awake. Perhaps this was the case, although momentarily and incomplete, in the story of Ibrahim's people. فَرَجَعُوا إِلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ فَقَالُوا إِنَّكُمْ أَنْتُمُ الظَّالِمُونَ They returned to themselves and they said, Surely, it is you who are the evildoers. The call to tawbah can also be brought about 
through witnessing the supernatural. Here, I recall a Quranic story which can be considered an example of this third type, but it also illustrates the power of Tawbah, the power of repentance. It is the episode of Musa, Fir'aun, and the Sahara, the sorcerers or the magicians, if you may. In particular, we read in Surah Al-A'raf, And the sorcerers were cast down, bowing. The Quran is telling us here that repentance can instantly change one and raise him or her from the abyss to the peak. The sorcerers were overcome by a sudden flash of the truth of the haqq, which transformed them from the state of sin to the highest stations of repentance. They are no longer remembered as the sorcerers of Pharaoh. Now and to the end of history, they are the archetypes of penitence. Their instant realization of the divine light gave them the courage, gave them the power to say no, to stand up against oppression, to face their fate, and to put forward their eternal declaration. فَقْضِي مَا أَنْتَ قَاضٍ إِنَّمَا تَقْضِي هَذِهِ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا Decide whatever you want to decide. You can only decide concerning or touching this life. Let me now ask the following question. Who has a moral, who has a higher moral status, the person who never sinned or the person who sinned but repented. In other words, which of these two, if any, is superior in the eyes of the Almighty subhanahu wa ta'ala? The answer is not clear cut. And so there is a difference of opinion in our tradition. Some scholars hold that the person who never sinned is superior. According to another opinion, repentant sinners enjoy a higher moral standing. The second view, the latter view, draws upon verse 70 in Surah Al-Furqan. Except for the one who repents, believes, and does righteous deeds, those Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will change their evil deeds to good deeds. Further support for this idea can also come from verse 54 in Surah Al-Qasas, which speaks about the Iman of the people of the book. Ula'ika yu'tawna ajrahum marrataini bima sabaru. Those shall be given twice their wage. Yu'tawna ajrahum marrataini bima sabaru. For that, they patiently endured. In fact, the paradigm case is the narrative of Adam and Hawa, the beginning of creation. Their sin and the subsequent repentance led to their wholeness, their completeness, 
فتلقى آدم من ربه كلمات فتاب عليه. They embraced the paradoxes of the human condition and yet they were raised above the sinless angels. Understood in this light, a sin can serve to raise one's standing before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our sins become not stopping points, but starting points. They can be the occasions of Allah's mercy. Beyond our failures, Allah's mercy awaits us. The doors of repentance remain open so long as death does not make his appearance. As long as one is alive, it is never too late to repent and to return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wrote repentance into the Quran. There is always a new beginning, a second chance.